Hey there, Outlaws. Welcome to episode 61. I am sitting here feeling very cozy in my home office. And of course, there is an airplane going ahead right now. Now I've been told by Haley that you cannot hear these airplanes, but I just want to, in case you can, I'm, I'm apologizing right now for, for the Air Force. Um, anyway, on behalf of them, I apologize. Um, I'm sitting here in my office feeling super cozy. I made myself a nice little homemade mocha this morning in my witch's brew cup. I've got some candles going and it really feels cozy. And I wanted to just take a moment to say that I really hope when you listen to these episodes, you can recognize that this is very much just like a conversation. Um, I do sometimes have notes. I do plan out what we're going to talk about. Of course, we've had a whole theme for the month of January. But at the same time, I really value these as a way of connecting. And so my hope is always to be transparent with you, to really allow you to take what you need from every single conversation. And there's going to be times when you're like, eh, this isn't necessarily for me. But I'm always striving to kind of show up as I am. And that's been really important for me because there have been times when I've started recording this show that I felt like it has to look a certain way or I feel like I have to do things in a certain way. But I'm just so satisfied with being able to sit down, press record, because this was something that I had wanted to do for such a long time, knowing that this was my medium. This is the way I get to connect with people every single week. And I'm so grateful that you're here as well. So I just wanted to start that off. Now, this episode, we are going to be continuing the conversation about slow business, as promised. This is going to be, for now, our final episode about slow business, but we are going to be looking at how to plan and strategize a slow business. Because if we look at slow business as an extension of the slow living movement, we know that slow living is about living in the present, right? So it's less chaotic. We, you know, there are different ways in which you can embrace that. I don't think, I certainly don't spend, or I'm certainly not completely living in the slow movement. I still have devices. I am, I'm not someone who necessarily functions really well in, in all the time at being slow, but I really love having a slow business. So look, you don't have to be like all or nothing. It's fine. You can just embrace the parts of it that you really want to. So if we look at slow business as being an extension of slow living, we know that slow living is about living in the present moment. Therefore, our businesses are more reactive, right? So instead of us planning ahead six months, a year, however long it might be, we might be looking at reacting to what's happening around us. But that kind of goes against, surprise, surprise, most of what we see in the online space. We're told to plan ahead. We're told to have a content plan. And to be honest, I spent a little bit of time this morning planning out a number of weeks of this podcast. So there are ways that we can plan ahead. There are ways that we can strategize and really formulate a plan that feels really good for our energy. And that's what I want to go through with you today. I want to talk about how we can still be reactive, we can still have slow businesses, but we can also put a plan in place so that we're not completely walking into the unknown. Unless, of course, that is how you want to be. Because for the longest time, I used to believe that like, 
flying by the seat of your pants was the worst fucking thing you could do because that gave me real, real stress. But the reality was all my planning wasn't growing my business. And that was the thing I found super hard was that I saw people who were admittedly flying by the seat of their pants in their business one day to the next, just doing whatever was happening and were quote unquote successful. And I really struggled with that because it went against everything I had ever been taught, both in you know, outside of the online space. And then within the online space, we're told to always have a plan. And I think there is beauty in planning. I think there is beauty in strategizing, but there are so many things to consider. If you are looking to run a slow business, if you want to slow down, if you want to really build a business that allows you to rest and honor your needs, you can do both. And we're going to explore that today. So let's get into episode number 61. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. We're here to meet you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry so that we can create our own versions of success and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, storyteller and outlaw mentor with a nose for the bullshit. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions because overthinking is a feminist issue. The antidote, your intuition. So get ready as each week we have the messy, honest and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business on your own terms, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so let's get into this. I hope that you are feeling super cozy today as well. Sitting here, I obviously can't sip on my mocha now, so it's going to be cold. But either way, I hope that you are feeling super cozy as well. Now, we're going to be talking, as I said, about how to plan and strategize a slow business because it feels like those two things cannot go hand in hand, but I'm here to tell you that they can. And I'm going to share with you the ways in which I have been planning ahead. And as I said to you, I had actually spent a little bit of time this morning planning out some podcast episodes. And at the end of last year, at the time of recording this, at the end of 2021, I did a lot of like brainstorming and idea planning and things that I had sitting in my brain. I got them out into my journal because that firstly frees up so much more bandwidth for me energetically. And then I also looked at really practically, right? I wanted to look at them in a practical way. Okay, what is most important to me right now? So we're going to get into all of that in a moment. But first, I want to just say that the first, one of the first things that we can do to help us embrace our slow business and still plan, because remember, we're being kind of reactive. What we can actually look at is cycles because we are cyclical. As human beings, we are cyclical, right? And there are seasons, or sorry, there are cycles all around us. Things like the seasons, right? Things like the seasons, 
There is the lunar cycle. There are cycles, even if you bleed, then you have a menstrual cycle. Um, We have cycles throughout our weeks and our months and our days. You know, night and day is a cycle, right? We, I was talking to my son actually this morning, my son this morning, we were walking into school and we were talking, he started asking me some question about, I don't know, some made up thing about the moon and the sun. And if they had a fight, who would win? (laughs) I can't cope with questions like this, just for some transparency, because I'm like, why would they fight? (laughs) And that was my response. And he just looks at me as if to say, it didn't need to be quite so deep, mum. But I'm like, why would the moon and the the sun fight? Like they both have their presence in the, in the sky. We, we always know that the other one is going to be there. And that kind of sent me off thinking about the moon. And I, I thought to myself, my God, what if one day we looked and the moon was never there? And obviously that probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> but I started to think about just how when we have the new moon and it's in utter darkness, we know it's going to come back. We know it's still there and we know we're going to see it again. So when it comes to looking at our slow businesses and planning ahead, we can kind of approach it in that way, right? We can approach our businesses in cycles. You can choose to look at one specific cycle. You can look at multiple cycles. It really is up to you. And like with everything that you're going to hear in today's episode, I want you to take the things that resonate and just leave what doesn't resonate right now. It could still be here. You can still come back to this if that's what you want to do. You don't have to do everything. But the reason this is important is because when I look back at my journey into slow business, one of the first things I actually had done back in, I think it was the end of 2019, is to start tracking my own cycles. And specifically, I was tracking my menstrual cycle. And I want to just reference episode 23, where we sat down and chatted with Ali Cranmer. She is a cyclical living mentor. And we talked about cycles in that episode. Um, Make sure you go and check out her on Instagram. She's not on Instagram that often. She's got like, she's doing such an outlaw thing with her grid, but she does have a free community or pay-as-you-go community, um, and you can learn more about that there. But one of the things that you can do is, she is kind of my cycle mentor, as it were, in terms of kind of getting into this and understanding it. And she has this incredible tracker. So make sure you go and check that out. We will link to it in the show notes. But I wanted to mention that because I think that's a really great way of starting to just learn about cycles. And there are other people doing it as well. So if you already are aware of cycles and you're already kind of looking at cyclical living, that's totally cool. Um, But one of the ways we can do this is by really starting to track our own cycles. And as I said, this doesn't have to be, you don't have to be tracking when you bleed, you can. And I've had a huge amount of benefit doing that. But you can also be tracking just your energy. You can track your energy on a daily basis, a weekly basis, and a monthly basis. You can also look at the lunar cycle. You can look at the eight phases of the lunar cycle, and you can look at what each of those represents. We're actually going to have episodes coming up in February where we are going to be looking into that. So make sure you um, subscribe so you'll get those episodes straight to your your phone. But we're going to be talking about cycles kind of generally today because I want to really use that as the anchor point. When we know where 
typically our energy is high and low, we can plan around that. And that's the first thing. We can actually plan ahead because we are more aware of our own energy. And there are things that you can look out for even if you don't bleed. So I just want to make that really clear. Now, I'm not going to get into all of that today, but there are ways to continue tracking your energy. You can track your you can use an energy tracker, right? You can use your nurture tracker if you've already downloaded that. You can track your energy throughout the month, throughout the day. You can look at how your energy ebbs and flows, where the peaks are and where it's maybe dipping. And the more and more you do this, the more aware you will be of your energy. And it is really, really interesting. And you may already be fairly aware of when your energy is high and low on a, on a given day. I know that I'm a morning person. I know that my most productive time of the day is going to be kind of before 2 p.m., which is great because my day kind of ends around that time. But the later I get, I know that I'm not going to be kind of highly functioning. And that's one of the reasons why I tend to do you know podcast episodes and all that kind of stuff earlier in the day. So this is a really wonderful and really gentle way of being able to plan ahead. It really helps you to recognize, okay, this is when I'm going to have the most energy. And one of the things you can look at when you're looking at your en- energy throughout the month, week, and, and even the day is which kind of tasks you're going to complete. When are you going to launch? When are you going to promote something? When is the best time for you to be creative? When is the best time for you to plan? All of these things can play a factor. So can all, all of these things can play a part and they can be factored into your energy. And so understanding when your energy is going to be high and low also allows you to understand what you need from your business because you're going to know, okay, well, during this season, for example, like let's just say right now as I'm recording this, we're still in winter. Maybe the winter is a time when you really do want to hibernate, right? That typically is what we think of when we think of winter, but some of us are going to be respond some we're going to respond to the seasons in slightly different ways because hey we're individuals and we're human beings and we have our own cycles so it is okay that if in the winter maybe you have a little bit more energy or maybe there's certain months where you have more energy I want you to know that you do not have to fit into a box with this okay it's okay to listen to yourself that's really important So understanding where your energy is, knowing what you need from every single layer of your business, right? Understanding what you need from every single layer of your business, because your business is layered. There are so many different things that we can be doing on any given day or any given week. Even if you have a team, I have support in my business, right? I have support from some incredible powerhouse people. They really help me to keep the business going. But at the end of the day, there are things that only I can do. And it still means that I work and I love my work and I love what I do. And that's really important to me to be able to keep going. I don't want to completely take a step back from my business. So I also need to recognize what I need. And I encourage you to do that as well. Understand what you need from each area of your business. What do you need financially? What do you need emotionally? What do you need creatively? What do you need from your marketing and from your launches? What do you need in order to make it sustainable? We talked about that last week. So really check in with yourself, maybe grab your journal and sit down. And this is something I do every single month um, when I'm planning out my business for the following month, especially when you're planning for a season. That's what I was trying to say. 
really understand what you need from that season of your business, okay? So checking back in with yourself and looking at what worked in the previous season and then, okay, what do I need from this coming season? And also, it's okay if things change. You're allowed to change your mind. That's really important. So as we're starting to navigate this way of planning and strategizing, it does feel gentle. It feels slow. It feels nurtured. It is going to at times feel super uncomfortable because if you have been used to hustle culture and this kind of grind mentality that we have to be on all the time, we cannot rest. This is going to be really challenging. I'm not going to lie. I have had so many conversations with myself in the last couple of years where I'm telling myself that I'm lazy And I, as a fat person, I have a real problem with that word. And it's really hard for me to listen to my intuition when she is telling me that I'm not lazy, that I don't need to do more to be successful. And if I am happy and really fully nurtured with where my business is at, that that's important. And that's what we need to recognize when we're listening to ourselves. So the other thing that we can do when we're looking at planning ahead is like, how do we measure success, right? How do we measure success in our business? Because this is going to be really important in helping you to plan ahead and and strategize as well. Because you may not want to measure your success in the number of followers. Maybe you don't really want to use numbers, right? Maybe you'd want to stay away from the vanity metrics. Maybe you're not really, you you know how much money you're making. And yes, you're aware of what you're doing and you're aware of your numbers and what you need, but that's not a driving force for your business, right? It's not for me. And I know many of you, whilst yes, we need to make money because we're business owners and otherwise we just have really expensive hobbies, at the same time, that maybe isn't a driving force. And so we don't want to be spending all of our time focused on that. So how are you going to measure success in your business? How are you going to use these kind of flag posts or these these markers along the way? How are you going to check in and track and just be like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm still going in the right direction. I'm still heading in the direction that I want to be in. And so again, by knowing what you need, you can then lay out, okay, this is how I'm going to measure success in my business. So each month or each season, these are the things that I want to be looking at. And so for me, one of the things that I do is I look back at my business and I look at, you know, what was that, what projects did I work on? How did I feel about those projects? How much time off did I have? How rested did I feel? I want to think about each part of my business individually, but also as a whole. I like to look at when I'm doing freelancing work. Okay, how did I feel about that? Because in any given week, there are going to be times where I'm like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) But then the next day I might be like, this is fine. I'm happy. So I try not to focus on those things in the moment. Yes, I allow them to appear and I allow, and I am, you know, I will vent or I'll be pissed off or whatever it is. But what I try to do is look back at the month as a whole. Because as long as in the whole month or the whole season, I am really satisfied with what I'm doing and I'm really happy and I feel really good about it, then that's a good indication that I'm on the right track. If I look back and I'm like, well, that was fucking shit, then I'm obviously, (laughs) something needs to change, something needs to shift. So that's one of the reasons why I try to look at my business as a whole, 
later on rather than trying to do it in any given day or week because sometimes it's not always realistic. Maybe I'm just having a crap day. So I do like to measure my success in different ways. I don't always focus on how much money I'm making or how many books have I sold. Those things are entirely relevant. I do want to know that because I want to make sure that what I'm doing in my business is actually making a difference. But really for me, the ways I feel successful are when I hear stories from people, right? When I know that I'm feeling really creative, where I'm, you know, if I'm making money and I'm feeling really good about what I'm doing, that's a great indicator that I'm on the right track. So check in with yourself and find out from, again, maybe you want to grab a journal, sit down and do some journaling around how do I want to measure my success in 2022? You know, how frequently do I want to check in with myself? Am I going to do it on a monthly basis? Maybe it's going to be every season. You can still do all your financial trackers and like move all your money around. You can do all of those things. But when it comes to tracking your success in a different way, if you want to look at how you feel emotionally or how you feel creatively or anything else, you can do that less frequently and you can really use that to look as kind of the whole business instead of looking at each individual piece. So we've talked about cycles. We've talked about knowing what you need. We've talked about measuring success. And you can see there's a really strong theme here that journaling is going to play a massive part in this. Being able to plan and strategize in your business really requires some self-awareness and some slowing down, right? We're, We're building slow businesses, therefore we need to be slowing down. We need to recognize that creating space around our schedules is going to be super important for us. How much space you need is going to be up to you. But using journaling as a tool for curiosity, for self-inquiry and self-auditing is so fucking powerful because using this as a tool, it really helps you to ask better questions. And when I say ask better questions, I mean that you are asking yourself questions and being curious rather than judgmental. There is no judgment or shame when you're curious because when you're curious, you're like, hey, I wonder why I'm doing this. Hey, I wonder why I feel this way. And allow yourself to be honest and open. And a journal is a beautiful place to do that, right? You can really, really let those things out. You can really, really be honest and transparent with yourself. And you can come back to this. Again, when you're looking at your business as a whole, you can come back to your journaling and you can review and you can check in and say, oh, you know what? This felt really good. And this is a really beautiful tool if you are struggling with certain parts in your business. This is something that I started to do when I shifted my launch formula because I, for the longest time, and I've talked about this before on the show, I would get to a launch, either opening a car or a couple of days in, and I would be exhausted, like burnt out. I want to hide. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do any work. And I was miserable and I hated it. And this went on for years like years. And I can't believe I didn't break that cycle, but I had no other options or I didn't know I had other options. I could not see what the other option was. And as I started to shift the way I launched and promoted and worked in my business, not only did I find things that worked for me, but what I also did was I started to really focus in on my journaling during those launches. So even though I was a bit of a flaky journaler, I certainly didn't do it every day back then. I was really, really intentional about writing down what I was doing and how I felt each day of a launch. Because what I wanted to recognize was that if I felt really good at the end of a launch, what had I done differently? Okay. And what I found was that when I took care of myself and when I journaled and made sure I rested and made sure I asked for help, when I did those things, lo and behold, 
everything felt so much easier. So I recognized that these things were really, really important and really, really valuable and things I needed during my launches. And it's not always going to be it's not always going to be realistic that we can do this every time and it's going to look different. And sometimes, like when I did a launch last year, I felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath me about a week in and I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do? But I, again, I extended my launch even further. I was like, you know what, right now I'm going through some shit. I need to slow down. I'm going to have to accept the fact that I can't be showing my face because my anxiety is really high. And so I was able to say, you know what, it's okay. This is my business. I'll just extend things. But I had to recognize that and know what I needed. And that's what is so important for me. And I think that when we can recognize our own needs, we are able to understand how we can make changes and shift. And remember, it is your business. You can make changes ethically. (laughs) I'm going to add that word in whenever you want to. You can make changes whenever you want to. You can shift things. You can shift, you know, the dates or the goal or whatever it is. It's okay. So, I also want to talk a little bit about how we recognize our needs, okay? Because I think this can sometimes be a little bit confusing. It's like, well, I don't know what I need. So we frequently get asked the question, well, what do you want, right? That's a question that people ask us all the time. What do you want? And I think it's easy for us to know what we want, but it's really hard for us to recognize what we need in any given moment. Some of us can really freeze up. I know people who, when I ask them, okay, what do you need right now? They don't know. They'll freeze up. And maybe you're the same. So I want to help you recognize what you need from your business. And I kind of put together this simple formula. I hope it's simple. Um, For you to, you're going to, it's going to require a journal, right? So you're going to do some little bit of writing, do a little bit of writing, but it's going to help you to recognize what you need in your business. So the first thing to do is, to write down your core values. And by that, I mean what your core values are right now. Because our values can change. We can have, there can be tons of things that we value, things that are really important to us. But right now in your business, you might have like three or four core values. And that's just because that's the phase of business you're in. So write down what are your core values in your business right now? What is most important to you? Okay. Values and most important. And then I want you to write down where in your business are you finding the most joy? What is making you happy, right? What is making you happy? So if you want to do it visually, maybe you've got a column of values and needs, uh, sorry, values and importance. And on the right-hand side, maybe you've got a column where it's like, these are the things that are making me really happy. These are the things that I'm really, that are bringing me joy. From there, I want you to kind of cross-reference because if you can connect the things that are really important to you, right, your values with where you're getting the most joy, the things that are making you really happy, that is what you need, right? At the end of the day, we want to be happy. We want to feel really satisfied with the work that we do. We want to know that we're making a difference in a really positive and ethical way. At the same time, we want to make sure that we're not challenging our values, that we're not kind of just letting our boundaries go and we're not just going against our values. We want to do work that is right, not just easy. So when you can connect these two things together, this gives you what you need. And when we know what we need and we work towards what we need, 
we find that we are doing work that is both of value and it's actually not going to feel hard. It will feel easy because it's work that we love. It's work that brings us joy. It's work that makes us happy. It may not always be simple, but it can be easy. And that's really important. So that allows us to kind of create this place of direction, right? So once we know what we need, we now are able to give ourselves a place of direction. We're like, okay, this is what I'm focusing on. This is the direction I'm going in in my business. And this is one of the things that I start to do when I want to create some kind of plan in my business. When I'm like beyond planning out content or planning episodes for the show, if I'm looking at, okay, I want to create a new community because for me, connection, community are super freaking important. Also creativity, creativity. I feel like it's all the C's, (laughs) but community connection and creativity are in my top values right now in my business. These are things that I really want and need. And I know that. And so I'm trying to look at ways in which I can really apply that throughout my entire business. How do I do that in my marketing? How do I do that when I'm selling something? How do I do that when I'm just connecting with people online? In every layer of my business, those are things that I want to have and they're things that I really want to feel. So I look at how I can apply that. That gives me a sense of direction. It gives me a place to focus my time and energy. And so ordinarily, at the beginning of a year, I wouldn't be launching anything. I have be, I have spoken about this here. I've never sold or launched anything in January, ever, in my business. I have thought about it, and then I've always been like, oh, no, it feels horrific. This month, I am launching something. I'm actually, the time this episode airs, I'm actually in the midst of opening up the small business snail mail collective, which is a pen paling community. And the reason I did that was because I was like, well, this feels like super amazing. People have already told me they're really interested. Let's just fucking do it. Like, let's just start the year off with snail mail, with pen paling. Let's just get on with it. But that was what felt really happy and joyful for me. And it met it was focused on the things that are really important to me. It met my values where they are. So you can see how easily these things can shift. If somebody who has raised her hand and said, I do not launch in January, I'm like, oh, well, maybe now we do. (laughs) But only when it feels really, really right. And this allows me, as I said, to have this sense of focus and direction. I knew that that's what I wanted to focus on for January. I knew that that's what I wanted to focus on this winter. And that's where my attention has been. And that's the things that I've been working towards. Now from there, what I will be doing, because I haven't done it yet, but I will then be auditing, right? I'm a big advocate for self-audits. I think it's so, so important being able to recognize, okay, what's working, what isn't? Was this a smart idea? Maybe in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be like, that was the worst idea I ever had. Who knows? But the thing is, we're able to look at that and we're able to be curious And we're able to do it without shame or judgment and then move forward. So if at the end of this, I'm like, that was great. Or at the end of it, I'm like, that was shit. Either way, I know. (laughs) And I can recognize why that was. And I can audit that. I can make sure it's somewhere where I'm going to be able to remember. And I can take that with me into the next season. I can take that with me into the next year when I decide I'm going to do something. I'll go back and be like, Melanie, remember what you did last year? either that worked or it didn't. Here's the reasons why. So by knowing what we need, that gives us a sense of direction. It gives us a place to focus our attention, our energy, our time. 
you do not have to have like content written six months out in advance. That to me just feels terrifying right now. Absolutely not because I might change my mind. But the reality is that knowing where I'm going to be focusing my attention and knowing that it's something that really, really feels good, it feels happy, it feels joyful, it it really matches my energy, already the whole thing shifts. And knowing that at the end of this, no matter what happens, I'm going to check in with myself and I'm going to say, you know what, this worked, this didn't, and then move forward. I'm not going to stay in that place of if it didn't work, I'm not going to stay in this place of, well, this sucked. I'm such a failure. No, like that's not welcome here. (laughs) That we all have those feelings and I know, but we can't stay there. What we need to do is recognize that when we self audit, it is about curiosity. Leave with curiosity because that way you will not be judging yourself and there is zero space for shame because you can't be curious and also be judgmental. So, as you move through this business that is slow and beautiful and gentle, as you really learn how to implement more rest and hobbies and creativity and downtime, there are going to be times when you feel challenged. There are going to be times when it feels really hard. There are going to be times when your self-doubt shows up, when this little voice tells you that if you did more, you'd be more successful. Sure, but you might also have to compromise so many other things. And that's why I want you to really recognize what you need from your slow business. I want you to take the time to decide if you're going to really embrace a slow business. What does that mean for you? What does that look like? What does it allow you to do? So many journaling prompts coming out of today's episode. (laughs) And I really, really encourage you to remember that you can take pieces that really work for you and put them together. Slow business does not mean that we have to be entirely reactive and that we have no idea what we're doing from day to day. That doesn't feel good for me at all. I like to have some idea of what I'm doing. Yes, could I do better at living in the present moment? Absolutely. But right now, having some kind of plan really helps me to stay focused. And for me, with the way the world is right now, I need that sense of focus. I need to know, okay, this is what I'm going to be working towards. It gives me something to work towards. It gives me like a, a container to work within. And so I encourage you to spend some time writing. Use some of the prompts and some of the writing things that I've talked about today. Allow yourself to really open up the space and create the space that you need to run a slow business because you can have both. You can have a slow business and you can have a plan and they absolutely can work together. So I want to say thank you again for being here with me for episode 61. I have really enjoyed these last few weeks of digging into our slow businesses together and really looking at what we need as business owners, especially if we want to embrace that slow business. Now, next week, we are going to be starting kind of a new theme. It's a new month. It'll be February. And we're going to be looking at the lunar cycle. We're going to be talking, we're still going to be kind of staying within this phase, this focus of, excuse me, this focus of slow business, but we're going to be shifting slightly. And we're going to be looking at the lunar cycle and how we can really use that for journaling and for planning in our businesses, how we can help, how we can use the phases of the cycle to help us focus during, during the month. So, next week, we actually do have a new moon, a new moon in Aquarius my sign. 
<laughs> um, so we are going to have a new moon next week. And so on Thursday, in next week's episode, we're actually going to look at the new moon. And that's what we're going to get into. So I'm going to introduce you to the lunar cycle. We're going to get into what the phases are, where the energy is during the moon. And then we're also going to be talking about how you can use the energy of the new moon to actually help you plan and journal and what to really be looking for and things to recognize as you go through that. So this month we're going to be focusing on that. We do have a guest coming this month, which I'm really, or sorry, next month I should say, that I'm really excited for you to sit in on that conversation. And yeah, we're just going to continue this wonderful and gentle way of planning and growing our businesses together. Now, right now, I did mention it earlier on in this episode, but right now I am currently excited. Um, my newest community, Small Biz Snail Mao, is currently open. And I say open, we really need to find new ways of talking about these things. But the, the imaginary doors are currently open. And Small Business Snail Mao is super exciting because this, as I said, is something that I'm feeling for a while. I was like, I love writing letters to people, to friends, I love receiving happy mail. It makes me so happy, of course. It makes me feel really creative. And I've been doing it more and more. My friend and I constantly will share like little cards and letters. And it's so nice when you don't know it's coming as well. That's really fun. Um, and we were joking because we felt like teenagers because we'd share stickers and things like that with each other. And it's just so fun. So this was an idea that I'd had at the end of last year, really feeling that need to connect with people offline as well as online. I love connection. It's a core value. Community, really important. But I also don't want to be on Instagram as much as I have been previously. And I'm just not really in the mood to write tons of content for a platform that doesn't really work with me in mind. And so I put out Instagram, funny, <laughs> onto stories and was like, hey, if I was to create this like pen paling community for small business owners, would you all be interested? And some people weren't. I don't need that kind of energy. But <laughs> a majority of people were like, hell yes, that sounds amazing. And here we are. So very quickly, because again, I absolutely loved the idea and I was so excited by it. Small biz snail mouth formed. <laughs> Um, and it came together really easily. And that's always the best kind of thing I can do in my business. So we are currently doors open. Um, we're going to start writing in February. So I'm never going to really officially close the doors, but the first pen paling group, we will start writing on the 2nd of February because it is 02-02-2022. And that just feels really good. So we're going to start pen paling from that date forward. So if you want to find out more, head over to the show notes, click the link. You can find out more about Small Biz Snail Mail. Um, as I said, this is a pen paling community for small business owners. So we are going to be essentially like networking offline. And if you're thinking, Melanie, I do not even know what the fuck I would write. <laughs> I'm like, me too. Sames. Um, I am going to be sharing with you in our community, I'm going to be sharing with you um, tutorials and ideas. I'm going to be sharing what I do because there are two tiers. So it is a paid community and there are two tiers. The first tier gives you access to the community, all of the tutorials, and you will be assigned a pen pal every single month so that you can then have that person's 
um, contact details and you will write to them. The second tier also means that you will get a pen pal letter from me every single month. And in that pen pal letter, I will be adding in um, some like stationary bits and pieces. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, it will be a surprise each month because that's the best, but that's what you'll get if you do the second tier. So there's two tiers available. And within this community, as I said, there's going to be, a, there is an online community in Mighty Networks. We also have like a dashboard um, where you can go in and you can see the tutorials. I'm going to be slowly but surely adding information there. This is going to be a really chill place. There is no expectation for you to be in this community every second. Obviously, the expectation is that you will write your pen pal a letter <laughs> in that month. Um, but you do not have to be kind of posting and sharing all the time in the community. That is not what it's about. The idea is that we have this place to connect and we have this place to be creative. So as we kind of continue to grow, there are going to be themes for the month. So I might give like a color theme or maybe there's a seasonal theme and I'm going to be showing you how to get creative with things that you actually just have around your house, like household items. You don't have to go out and buy a ton of new stationery. I'm a hypocrite for just saying that, but you don't have to go out and buy a ton of new stationery. You absolutely can do this with things around the house. And I'm going to be showing you all of that as we kind of go through this together. It is a monthly paid membership, so you can cancel at any time as long as you match, as long as you write to your pen pal that month, you can of course test it out and cancel. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, as I said, super chill community, but I am so freaking excited to continue having these offline connections as well. So if you want more information, head over to the show notes. You can find out more there. Um, and if you'd like to join us, we would absolutely love that. Um, you can join us um, through that link as well. And as I said, we start pen paling in February. If you have more information, if you want more, not if you have more information, if you want more information, feel free to send me an email or send me a message on Instagram. Head over to entrepreneurial underscore outlaws and send me a message. And I will get back to you as soon as possible with your questions answered. So Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. As I said, next week, we will be showing up with a brand new theme. We're going to be talking all about the lunar cycle and focusing specifically on the new moon because we have a new moon in Aquarius. And I want to thank you and speak to you next week. Until next time, outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.